today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to be talking to you. This is an explanation of what you're going to be hearing over the next three episodes. So first, as many of you know, there are some improvements that are happening to the Rita Mimi Do It show. This includes new segments and new features. Nothing that you love is being taken away. You're still going to meet incredible guests. You're still going to learn business strategy from me. I'm just adding in features at your request, like live coaching. In fact, it may be one of you. Spotlighting more of you in your businesses, talking about tools and resources, and just a variety of things that can really help take your business to the next level. So all of that is in the works. All of that is coming out. And the new and improved Rita Made Me Do It podcast will be out in September. However, (laughs) I was going to bring it to you a little earlier. But as many of you know, I just had my two-week all-or-nothing July 26th event extravaganza, right? And for those of you who really, who haven't listened to any other podcast or you haven't been in my Facebook community, The All-In Entrepreneur, July 26th is National All or Nothing Day. And I challenged all of my audience, all of my community to pick one thing that they really wanted to be all or nothing on, that they wanted to go all in on in their business. And then I provided two weeks of free training to make that happen. The first week, which is still in the group, if you head over to the All in Entrepreneur, uh, you'll see that it's it's all there. <laughs> step by step, tangibly, how you can really go all in on something on your terms, with your schedule, with your energy, with your day, because it doesn't have to look any one particular way. But the second week was so valuable for so many people. It was called the three myths that I had to bust through to go all in on my business and get big results. People are always asking how I've achieved the results that I have in my business. And I can give strategy and I can give steps, but it was these three things that I had to work through, these misconceptions, these misunderstandings, these things I had to let go of that made all of the difference in the world. So I shared those in that second week of training. And the response has been incredible. And people said, Rita, I missed it. Can you share this in any other way? And I decided, what better way than to share this with my podcast uh, community and share this on my podcast? So if you're hearing this introduction, this is one of those episodes. (laughs) There are three parts to this. So you're going to have the first episode come out on August 13th. And then the next will come out on August 20th. And then the final comes out on August 27th. And then in September, be excited. In fact, I might be contacting some of you for some of that free coaching. So stay tuned. If you have any questions, email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy these three bonus episodes. I'm so excited to release them to you in this way. They made immediate impact on the people who listened. There have already been goals achieved because of these three episodes, and I know that you can have the same result as well. So I can't wait to hear all about it, and I will catch you in September for the new, I guess, 2.0 version of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. 
also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. morning happy monday everybody how are you how are you it is august 3rd how many of you participated last week in last week's training at all if you took part in any of the five videos last week for going all in comment say hi let me know that you're here good morning sharon i haven't had my coffee yet i haven't today's been a very off morning for rita i'm just gonna be honest very off morning i overslept i just I'm actually attending this virtual conference. So I was supposed to go to, I'm a member of the National Speaker Association and the national conference for the National Speaker Association was supposed to be in DC, but obviously it's virtual and it's three days and it was Saturday, Sunday, and then today, Monday. So I've actually been like attending this conference. So I have a very different schedule than normal and it kind of threw me off. Hi, Lorena. So Lorena participated last week. I know Sharon participated last week. It doesn't matter if you didn't participate last week. You don't need that to to take advantage of what I'm going to talk about this week. But I do want to tell you um, how this started, right? And what this three myth series is about. So I mean, technically, right, this all started in 2019. Okay. Like we're going to go back, but we won't stay back too far. Right. So this all started in 2019 when I decided to go all in on being a seven figure business owner. So my vision is, is running a seven figure business, but not just because of seven figures, right? There, there are a lot of reasons why seven figures is the milestone because of what it can do to allow me to retire my husband and for some other things, right. That it'll bring the kind of team I want, the kind of opportunities I want. So last year, I knew my vision is set on being a seven-figure business owner. And so I created a day called the Millionaire Day. And the Millionaire Day for me was a day where I just lived out a regular, normal life in the day of Rita as a seven-figure business owner, right? Like just live out this regular, normal, seven-figure business owner life, which meant you know, working, <laughs> doing the, but so that day last year, I interviewed somebody who's truly incredible for my podcast that was coming out. I was on the news. I had pitched the news, right? And I had gotten on the news because seven figure business owner Rita is like always on the news. I had lunch with a high powered CEO because seven figure business owner Rita is always lunching, right? With, um, high-powered CEOs. I had some self-care in there. I had time with my husband, right? But I really stepped into this day. But the part of that was super important, right? And I gave lessons from that all last week. So I'm jumping ahead. Hold on. I, I get so excited when I start this series. So hold on. I have to give background for people who were not part of last week. So as part of having my millionaire day, I did research to pitch the news, right? If seven-figure business owner Rita is always on the news, I needed a reason to pitch the news to be on the news. So I was researching, and that's when I found out that July 26th is National All or Nothing Day, a day where you just decide that you're going to go all in on something, right? National All or Nothing Day. And I thought, okay, this is bigger than me, 
right? This is something I want to challenge my community to do. And that's when this group name changed. This group used to be called Women's Business Garden. And last year, the name changed to the All-In Entrepreneur because I just knew this is, this is my message, right? That you can go all in, but that you can go all in on your own terms. It doesn't matter what your schedule is. It doesn't matter if you have a full-time job. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you're not. It doesn't like what's going on in your life doesn't matter. Every single person can go all in because of what my definition of going all in is, right? And so last year I challenged everybody to pick something and and go all in and it was super popular. Everybody did it and it was incredible and there were some really big results in people's business. So as July 26th, approached again this year, I knew it was something that I wanted to repeat. And so I challenged everybody again on National All or Nothing Day to pick something that you really want to go all in on your business on, that bigger vision, right? At first, the bigger vision. And so the bigger vision are things like being a six-figure business owner, being a seven-figure business owner, being um, uh, a published author, or being fully booked with a waiting list sometimes, or, you know, like there's a bigger vision that you have for your being a paid professional speaker, being an expert on the media, having a column in the Huffington Post or something like that, right? So I challenged everybody to pick what they wanted to like have that go all in on towards that bigger vision. And then all last week, I provided training. So that training is actually in the announcement section of the group. If you click on announcements, you'll see all the videos from last week. And I helped people step-by-step really get clear on the action that they were going to take to go all in towards that dream. So some people decided that they were going to start uh, securing $10,000 a month in revenue. Other people decided, like Sharon, to sell a certain number of books. Or um, some people decided to go and get fully booked with a waiting list. And some people decided to pitch the news. And some people decided to submit book proposals to publishers, right? Like, we got very clear on the main first action that you're going to take to go all in towards this bigger vision. And then I helped you see what going all in means, right? Because the question that I got after I challenged everybody, when I said, look, it's national all or nothing day. And I want you guys to go all in on something was how, how can I do that right now in the world of COVID, right? How can I do that right now in the world of COVID-19 when I don't know what my schedule is from day to day, things are super uncertain. I have no idea who's going back to the office, when people are going back to the office, when kids are going back to school. Do I have to watch them as somebody else? I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, how can I go all in, Rita? And so I gave free trainings last week to help people see it really doesn't matter if you have five minutes or five hours, if whatever you're going all in on, you can do it, right? So that's what those trainings were about. For what I picked, right? I also shared what I was going all in on. And there are two main things. I know you can't go all in on two things. So there's one thing I'm all in on. And then I shared what the next one will be. Because the first thing I'm all in on is over very quickly. So then I shared the next. So I'm going to tell you some stories around that and how it relates to the myth that I really needed to bust through, right? So the thing that I decided to go all in on first for National All or Nothing Day is filling my mastermind group. So when I declared that on July 26th, I had seven spots available technically in my mastermind group. I had only had three people out of 10 who had secured spots in the mastermind group. Well, cut to today, which is like one week later, right? I only had three spots available in my mastermind group and seven are secure. Right. So that's how much of a difference can happen when you decide right, to go all in and you overcome these myths that I'm going to share. I went from 
three people to seven people, right? That's four people in a week, right? So once you make a decision and you align everything that we talked about last week and you add in overcoming these myths, right? Like nothing can really hold you back. So let me give an idea of where you guys are because I know some of you participated, some of you did not, and that's fine. But think about something that you really want to go all in on in your business, getting one client, getting three clients, getting fully booked, making a certain number of sales, like whatever that is. How many of you feel like 100% number, like type number one, if you feel like this, 100% you are ready to go all in. And how many of you feel like I want to go all in, but I still feel scattered. I still feel like I'm not able to do that type two. So even if you're watching on replay, go ahead and type as well. So how many of you, number one, nope, it's all good. I am ready. I am ready to go all in. I'm doing it, right? And number two is I'm ready and I want to do it, but I still feel like something's holding me back or you still feel a little scattered or you still feel a little whatever. So one or two, right? Either way, all right, it's good. But my point is you can't be half in and half out. You can't be like, well, I kind of want to go all in, but I'm not able to really go all in. I'll go in a little bit. <laughs> I'll go all in a little bit, right? The analogy I used last week was you can't you can't be in the car driving and then like get halfway out of the car and your foot lightens up on the gas because you're like leaning out of the car and you're like standing out of the car. And, like you're not going to go anywhere or you're not going to go anywhere fast, right? Like you have to go all in, but you have to go all in on your terms with whatever your situation is like in this COVID world, right? So I talked to a lot, a lot of you last week. How many of you read my newsletters last week? Did you read my newsletters that came out? Because if you're officially registered for this, which you should be, because that's the only way you can win prizes, right? I've been like marking down all kinds of prizes. Prizes are coming out this week, guys. I had to buy them. I had to like figure out what they were, right? So I've been watching the spreadsheet. I've been watching stuff. So you can win prizes. But the only way that you can win prizes, especially this week, guys, this week is like the big prize, right? I wanted to give people a chance to like get familiar with the spreadsheet and do stuff. But like, this is a big prize week. <clears throat> but the only way that you can win prizes is by being officially registered for the all the all in event, right? But if you're registered, you got emails. You got emails every day last week about the trainings that we were doing. So how many of you read the emails? Yes? No? Maybe so, right? Well, I replied back to a lot of people who wrote. So a lot of people weren't participating live in the trainings because they couldn't make it, right? They couldn't make it live. But they emailed me and they were like, Rita, here's what I'm doing. I'm going all in. And so I wrote people back, right? I also saw some stuff in the spreadsheet and I messaged people and I was having conversations. <coughs> I was having conversations with people. And as I started talking with everybody, right, I noticed these stories coming up. I noticed these stories. And these were the same stories that I had told myself. Okay. So these were the same stories that I had told myself that had kept me from going all in on my business for a long time, for like a good bit, right? And so I started hearing those same stories. And and I know I'm 100% certain that many of you who did not email me and who I was not talking to, right, are having these same stories or like telling yourselves these same things. So I knew, right, when I, when I heard it, I knew that these stories that I'm hearing from everybody now, it's when I overcame these things that my business boomed, right? I mean, my business went from a five-figure business to a six-figure business within a matter of five months 
because of overcoming these stories, right? And then within another year, it got to a multiple six-figure business because of overcoming these stories. And so I wanted to bring this series here to you to help you guys overcome the same thing. So I'm not just going to share the myth. I'm not just going to say, this is the myth that I overcame. And if you overcome this myth, then you too, right? You too will, you too will succeed and soar, right? I'm going to tell you the myth. And then I'm going to tell you like how I struggled with it. I'm going to give you personal information about me, personal stuff, like real personal about what was going on in my head, how that was manifesting in my life. Um, you guys, I did not wash my hair today. I use this new dry shampoo and I don't like it. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to tell you like how I struggled with it. And I'm going to tell you what I did about it to overcome the struggle so that you're able to do the same thing. That's what I'm going to do for all three myths this week. So I'm live today at 9am. I'm live Wednesday at 9am and I'm live Friday at 9am to talk about these. Okay. So last week we talked about what it really means to go all in, right? What it really means. So tell me again in the, in the chat. And if you're watching on replay, tell me on replay, but what are you going all in on? Be specific. So if you're trying to reach a certain number of sales, say, I'm trying to sell, like I know Sharon's trying to sell books. I'm trying to sell 100 books. So I'm trying to sell, you know, five. I know Marsha was $500,000 in sales. There was somebody fully booked through the waiting list or somebody getting published, getting a book published. There's somebody uh, trying to get on the news or somebody trying to, what was it? Like land an article in like Forbes or something like that. So tell me the thing that you're, that you picked to go all in on. Put that back in the comments, right? And last week, as we talked about going all in on these things that you guys are typing and these things that you're sharing, the issue of resources came up, right? I want to go all in on this thing. I want to sell all these books. I want to get my book published. I want to become a paid professional speaker. I want to get a TEDx talk. I want, but I, I need some money to be able to make that happen. Or I need some more time to be able to make that happen. Or I need, right? The idea of resources, right? That's what I call that. The issue of resources, having the resources to be able to go all in on this thing came up. So when you think about going all in on the thing that you're sharing, right? The thing that you're typing right now, the thing that you've declared that you're going to go all in on in your business, when you think about it, how many of you do believe that you need some things in place before you can really go all in on it. How many of you truly believe I need to have some things in place before I can really go all in on this thing? So again, whatever you picked right for that first stop. And if you, if you didn't participate last week, that's fine. Just think about something you want to go all in on in your business, right? Do you want to really get fully booked? Do you just want one client? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to get on the news? Do you want to, you know, become a paid speaker? What do you want to have? What is the thing, right? Type the thing. I'm not seeing the thing. What is the thing you want to go all in on? And then when you think about that and be honest, do you really believe? So Sharon wants to go all in on selling $8,500 in books. So Sharon and everybody else, right? When you think about the thing that you want to go all in on right over the next like two to three months, right? Or maybe even between now and the end of the year, do you believe that there's certain things that you need in place before you can really be all in? And if so, what are those things? What are those resources that you think you need? So resources can be things, it can be people, it can be 
time, it can be money, it can be <clears throat> what are the things that you need before you really feel like you can go all in. And if you don't know what you want to go all in on, that's okay too. It's okay to say, I don't really know what I want to go all in on, Rita. Like maybe you didn't participate last week in the training, then that's fine. Type that in the comments too. Say, I don't know. I don't know what I want to go all in on, right? And that's okay. So I'm going to share some stories and I'm going to say that this, this is absolutely 100% what held me back the most. And it came from... Well, I mean, it came from my time in corporate America, really. Okay. So again, like, well, anyway, what is it that you guys think you need? <laughs> That's what I want to read. What is it that you think you need before going all in? Who is here? I want to coach somebody through this. So I see Sharon talking, but I always pick on Sharon because Sharon's always the one sharing. <laughs> so like, is there somebody I know, I know, Lorena, are you still out here? Right? Like, Lorena, what did you want to go all in on? Or somebody else also typed, what do you want to go all in on? So somebody said, okay, so I don't know what I want. I'm scattered. I don't know who said that because you didn't authorize your name to be read by StreamYard. So if you could type your name, then I'll know who you are. I'm going to go over to Facebook too. And I'm going to peek and see. Oh, Mary Jo. Okay. Mary, that's fine, right? Like we can totally like work that through. In fact, I would suggest the day one training from last week because it got into detail and helped a lot of people get clear. Sharon said, I did believe it before last week. My mindset's changed a bit, but money is still a concern, right? So money is always something that people feel like they need before they can go all in, right? So Sharon, okay, so Lorena, I'm going to pick on you for a minute. Okay, Lorena says $10,000 a month. Now, Mary Jo, I will say that the quick overview of starting to get clear about what you want to go all in on is to picture the life that you want to live. Like what's going on in your life when you've achieved ultimate success, right? Are you, like for me, I'm traveling, I'm spending a lot of time with friends, I'm prioritizing my health, I'm speaking on stages, I'm, right, like I get really clear about what that life, that full life looks like. And then it's like, what's the first, and usually it's financial, it's the first really big financial goal that I need to hit to support that life. And for me, it's seven figures. For some people, it's six figures, right? So then it's like, all right, what is the first thing I need to do to get, to hit the six figures in my business, right? Or seven figures. So like um, somebody the other day, like Sharon, Sharon uh, shared her life. And then Sharon said, my first big financial destination in my business is six figures. And the thing I want to focus on right now that will help me get to six figures is to sell my books. I wrote a book. I want to sell my books. And she set a goal to sell her books. Does that make sense? Like there's obviously a lot more detail in the video from day one last week, Mary Jo, which is pinned to the top of the group. So feel free to watch it, right? Lorena, let me ask you a question. What is it that you think you need before you can actually go all in on getting $10,000 a month, right? Because you haven't been doing it, right? You have not, you haven't been all in on getting $10,000 a month. I mean, that's what you shared last week, right? So why aren't you already experiencing that? Why aren't you already doing that? Why aren't you all, why are you here on a training about how to go all in and myths to overcome to go all in, right? Right? Why have you been participating in this series? Like, why are you watching trainings and participating instead of just being all in, right? Instead of just being all in, why are you here? So like, what do you think you need before really going all in on $10,000 a month? There's something, right? Unless you guys are 100% all in, full out, right? Whatever that looks like for you. Remember, we define full out can be around your schedule and around your time. But unless you are living that and embodying everything we talked about fully with ease, right? What is it 
that is keeping you from it. There is something that you think you need in order to be able to really do that. So Lorena, I would ask you, what is that thing, right? And like, I'm going to share a story about Rita and, and the same thing, the same concept about I need some resources or there's something that I think I need before I can go all in. Okay, so see, there you go. Resources, right? Like, I think I need to find my target market. I think I need to find a funnel. I think I need to get better at sales, right? I think I need to learn this thing, right? Like, those are resources, right? So this is the most, like, this is something that's so common that keeps people from achieving their goals is they'll pick a goal and then they'll be like, but I need some information or I need all of this stuff before I can really go all in on doing it, right? Like I need to read, I need to consume, I need to learn, I need to figure out who my target market is and I need to create this whole funnel and I need to like up my sales game and I need to and I need to. And like those things may be true, right? Like sales skills may be something that you need. It's always helpful to know your target market. So the best way to talk about how to overcome this and why that's something that's going to sabotage your success time and time again is to share some personal stories. So this, yes, from corporate America, but also my upbringing, right? I was raised by a single mom who I love dearly. She gave us everything that she could absolutely give us. And I always say you do the best People do the best that they can with what they've got, right? And so being raised by a single parent, like I watched her interact with money and we inherit, right, our money habits from the people that we watch. And while I didn't inherit terrible money habits, I definitely inherited not the most helpful, right? Because money was very stressful in my household growing up. Money was a source of stress and a source of tears and um, there was lack and Um, it was just, it was the money situation was like a hard situation growing up. Right. In fact, I'm curious, type yes or no. Did you inherit really great money and relationship habits from your upbringing? Yes or no? Like I would type no, (laughs) I did not inherit really great money habits, right? Watching my mom pay the bills, hearing her talk about how we didn't have money to afford certain things and how we weren't ever going to be able, you know, really seeing and what I know now, right, is my mom really believed that money doesn't come in easily, right? That you have to work super hard for it, that money's a struggle, that it's not all it's it's there, but you don't know when it's gonna be there, right? There were a lot of money habits that I learned. So but I did not inherit the best mindset or money habits growing up. Yeah. So see like I don't know very many people that actually inherited great money habits. No, I learned what I didn't want, right? Like I learned what I didn't want from growing up, right? Which is the normal. That's the normal for for people marrying Joe, right? Like Lorena says no, right? Like Sharon's like, yes, being very strict with it, right? My dad was frugal, right? So like when you watch that kind of stuff, those are the, like, that's not a good money habit, being strict with money and being frugal with it, right? Like that can set you up for failure as a business owner. Right, especially, but like, and like, like, there's this happy medium of like, you don't want to be the big spender that can't back up what you're spending, but you also don't want to be the big saver where you're super scared to spend and you feel like you have to hold on to the dollars and you can't flow them out easy. And like, so people, they're like four money personalities, right? And only like one is actually healthy, and it's the rarest money personality. And so people usually don't inherit good money habits, right? And so I definitely did not inherit great money habits. So. I always like the ideas that this and I I share this because the ideas that this conjured up in my head are before I can X, I need to Y, right? When you don't grow up with a great 
money situation, this idea of I need resources and I need things in place before I can do something. And I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain the why this happens, why it's related to the money, right? This Sharon's like, that's where I got caught. I got caught in the middle, right? Yeah. So like for me, that was before I can whatever, buy a house or before I can do this or before I need to go to college. I have to go to college before I can actually do all these things. Only college unlocks the door to all of these things, right? Or a big one is before, how many of you who have ever applied for a job have thought this before? Before I apply for this job, I need something. It's like, oh, there's this job, but it says you need three years of experience and I only have one year of experience. And so I need to get two more years of experience before I can apply for this job. Or, oh, I'm reading this job description. And before I can apply for this job, I need to go get this kind of training or I need to take a class in this kind of skill so I can apply for this job. Like who has thought something like that? Like before I apply for a job, I just need to X right? Because there are also people out there who see five years experience needed and you only have one and they still apply for the job, right? Or you see that a certain skill is needed and they don't have that skill and they still apply for the job. So honestly, right? I mean, I remember doing that, like, oh, I can't apply for that job until until I have some kind of experience, until I have some... <laughs> a big one for me was I can't go to the gym. I'm not... I want to go to the gym. But before I can go to the gym, I need to lose some weight. (laughs) Like, I remember that in high school. Like, I wanted to go to the gym to work out to lose weight. But before I could go to the gym to work out and lose weight, I needed to lose weight. (laughs) Does that make any sense? Please tell me I'm not alone in that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, let's see, Mary just said, yes, I have. And do so feel like you never have the right certifications. I always feel like that's going to become, so I want you to remember that. I want you to bookmark that. I want you to star that Mary Jo. Yes, I have. And so do feel like I never have the right certifications. I always feel like I need to get more to stay more relevant. Right. Um, Sharon's like, I felt like this, right. I can't, I see this with people who want to speak. I can't apply to speak until I have this perfect talk in place. So I need to like get this signature talk in place. I need to do this thing before I can apply to speak. Or I actually, I wrote down a list of all the things, right? So I'm just going to read them. Like I can't get a business coach until I have clients. I want a business coach to help me get clients and make money because I'm not getting clients and making money, but I need to get some clients and I need to make money before I can get a business coach. Or I can't get an assistant until I'm making more money, but I really need the assistant to make more money, but I can't get the assistant until I'm making more money. Or, oh, I can't. I can't really sell this online course until it's fully created. I want to create this course, but I can't sell it until it's fully created. Or the big one that I wrote, Lorena, that you said, which is, I can't whatever until I am 100% clear on who my target market is and who my ideal client is. Like, I can't really start advertising or marketing or going out networking or asking people to work with me or doing this until I 100% know who my ideal client is, who my target market is, right? Like, I can't do that. Like, Or I can't, this is a big one right now. I can't do something until school is back in session. Or I can't do something until my schedule's normal again. I can't do something until COVID's done. I can't get healthy until... My schedule's normal. I can't work on my business until my schedule's normal. I can't until the kids are back in school. How many of you have had thoughts like these, right? So what stories do you have right now about not being able to do the thing that you've picked to go all in on 
until something happened, right? This is the biggest thing that if you can bust through, will get you exactly to where you want to be, right? So my story, I'm going to share my story and explain how this all works. Why is it that that money habit situation ties to saying things like, well, I can't apply to speak until I have a talk in place or like a Lorena, I can't really go all in on this until I have some information, right? I can't go all in on my business until I am getting $10,000 until I know who my target market is and who all of these people are, right? So if you don't know, I was a business attorney for a long time. I was a business attorney for like 13 years and I turned a dating coach. There's a logical story. This is not the place for the story. But when I share my story, when I speak, right, it is technically true that within three months of becoming a dating coach, I surpassed my attorney salary. So I became a dating coach and three months later surpassed my attorney salary. But it sounds like it was overnight. And I think it's really important that I always stop and share like the reality, right? Because yes, technically, from the day I started my business to three months, it took three months to surpass my attorney salary. But really, right, I had been running a singles group for five years as a hobby. This hobby got me known in the media for it. Like I had kind of become this go-to person about single stuff. And then I did a project where I went on 35 dates in 35 days and I blogged all about it. And so my blog became popular, right? It sounds like my success was three months. But like, really, it was three months and five years, right? But I had been not all in on it for a while, right? So I like in 2012 is when I started playing around with the idea of date coaching. And I was part time date coaching from 2012 to 2014. And then 2014 is when I decided. I decided I was done playing around with it, right? I kept saying I wanted this to surpass my attorney salary. I kept saying I wanted my coaching business to be the thing that let me quit my job and live the life I love. I kept saying that for years, right? For years. And even with the singles group, when I was running that, I was like, God, I could do something here. Like for years, I did not want to be an attorney. For years, I wanted this other idea, this concept I have for my business to to replace all of that, to let me not be an attorney anymore. Yeah, I kept saying it, right? And I kept doing things. I was taking action towards it, but I was not truly all in on it until I decided to be all in on it, right? Which is in 2014, I decided to do this, to quit my job. So when I decided that my business was going to be successful, that I knew 100% my business was going to be successful. I was tired of it not being I knew I was going to make it successful. The minute that I decided to go all in on it, that's when things changed, right? And here's what my definition of all in means. And I'm tying this all together then in a minute after this, right? All in for me means I, I can only go forwards. I can't go backwards. Okay, so there's only forward movement. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be hiccups and that everything is always just going to be success, success, success. I just mean I'm only going forwards. I'm not going backwards, whatever that looks like for you, right? That all in for me means it can only work. I'm going to work it until it works. There is no option for this to not work. Whatever that takes, whatever that looks like, I work it until it works, right? And again, that may mean that, you know, you may have a full-time, I'm not saying you have to quit your full-time job to go all in right? If you have a full-time job and you're not going to quit it to go all in on your business, then going all in means 
I'm going to, if I only have 10 minutes to work my business every day, I'm going to work it. I'm going to work it hard and I'm going to do big, scary things. And I'm going to keep working every single day. And it may take longer until my business works, right? Like work it until it works and you only move forwards, right? So I had decided right that day. Okay. I, so hopefully you can see like the first kind of little thing, right? I just decided this is going to be successful. I'm going to do this. Now for me, that meant quitting my job. That does not have to mean quitting your job, right? But, and then I did, I built my business quickly, right? I surpassed my attorney salary. Now guys, I always caveat this too. I don't know how much money people think attorneys really make. It's not like what you see on TV. <laughs> it's not like, and especially now, right? And this was like six years ago, right? But now, especially it's even worse than it was six years ago. So I was making good money, right? Like, yes, I hit six figures in, you know, I surpassed in that first year. I hit six figures in the first year of my business, but I stalled, right? I grew my business quickly, but I stalled. I really could only bank on $5,000 a month, okay? So although in that first year, I hit six figures at the end of my first year in business, but I was selling random things that first year, right? I didn't have a rhyme or reason to what I was doing my first year. Who does, right? Like I was just throwing offers out there and seeing what worked. I had some group coaching programs that I decided to try. I had some like recordings that I was selling. Um, I, I didn't have like a real package for working with people. I was like working month to month. And um, I, you know, there were different rates for different people, for different reasons, for different things. So like collectively, Yes, I hit six figures in my first year. But what I want you guys to see is I could only bank on about $5,000 a month of recurring revenue, right? Like that was the consistent piece. The consistent piece was $5,000 of recurring revenue. And I share that because that's not the money I wanted to be making. That was not my replace my attorney lifestyle kind of money, right? So like I knew like that was scary for me that I had quit my attorney job and I was only making $5,000 a month because like, that was that was the money into my business, right? How many of you know your actual numbers? I'm curious. How many of you know your profit margin? Yes or no? Do you know your profit margin? If you know your profit margin, say yes, profit margin or no profit margin in the, in the comments. Do you guys know the actual definition of a profit margin? And do you know how to calculate it? And do you know what your profit margin is, right? How many of you know your actual income? Not money into your business, but the actual income that you're paying yourself from your business, right? How many of you know your financial numbers? Yes or no? Do you know your financial numbers for your business? Yes or no, right? That's something that's super important. In fact, that's like one of the main things that we do in my mastermind group, right? The Six Figure CEO, because these numbers are so important. Well, $5,000 into my business when I first started that first year, that's not $5,000 to me. Right. So when you hear people say, I make 5K months, right? Or I make 10K months or I make 20K months or I make whatever, right? One thing I'm always sharing with people is the reality about that, right? Like, yes, I make 20K months, not Rita though. My business, well, I'm close to it now, but my business makes 20K months, right? That's different. My business made $5,000 a month, right? My business made $5,000 a month. But with what that meant after taxes, and after expenses into the business, and after right, what I paid Rita, that was struggle bus, right? Like that was struggle bus for what I had an obligation. I had just gotten married, y'all. Remember, I just got married. I quit my job, right? Like there's a lot going on, right? I had a coach. I had a coach who was really good. Um, she had helped me quit my job. 
She's the one that got me to $5,000 a month relatively quickly, right? But like, well, let, let me back up. I want to back up for a minute, okay? The first time I got the first coach, okay? The first time I got the first coach, right? Who got me to $5,000 a month, right? She was about, the reality was she was about, I was paying her about $300 a month, okay? So that coach, I was paying $300 a month. And then, and then I got to this, this spot quickly. But I knew that to get to the next level, right? Here I was stalled at 5,000 and 5,000 sounds great. But when you look at the actual numbers of your business, right? It was not $5,000 to Rita. So that was not a lot of money, right? That just wasn't a lot of money. So to get to the next level of my business, I knew that I needed a coach who could get me to that next level because my coach didn't do the things that I knew I wanted to learn and that I needed to do in order to get to that level, right? She had gotten me as far as she could. She really didn't do things on the internet at all. Um, she really didn't understand like the online space world. She didn't understand professional speaking, really. Um, that was just not her wheelhouse. That's not what she did, right? So I knew that I was going to have to up-level my coach. I had to make an investment for a new coach, okay? And I found the coach that I wanted, right? I found the coach that I wanted and she was $1,300 a month. <laughs> she was $1,300 a month plus a percentage of the money that you make, you pay her, right? So $1,300 a month plus a percentage, right? And I was paying $300 a month, right? For my coach. And I, but I was stalled out, right? So here I was and I hesitated. I was like, oh, I know I need this new coach. I know I need her. Now, Here's where their money mindset stuff comes in, okay? I hesitated. I was like, even though I knew, even though that I knew that this new coach had everything I needed to get me to the next level, I was 100% sure that with her guidance, with her support, with her smart cuts, with her motivation, with her knowledge, with where she was in her business, she was going to be a perfect mentor, and she was 100% going to get me to where I needed to be, right? But here's what happened in my mind. Before I can hire her, I need to make more money. <laughs> Here I was like, okay, she's $1,300. So if I just need to get another client or two, if I get another client or two or three or whatever, then I can hire her. So I need to make more money before I can hire her. How many have thought that about any kind of support, right? Whether it's like an assistant, we're going to talk about the coach and then I'm going to talk about an assistant and then I'm going to talk about something else that shows up in this mindset pattern, right? And again, at the end, all the dots will be connected for you. So how many of you have thought that before? Like to get a coach, to get an assistant, to get whatever, I need to make some more money first, right? You're stalled out, you're maxed out, right? Like you're not making the money you want. You know, you need a coach to help you make it. You know that you need maybe an assistant, right? But we're going to focus on the coach right now to help you get it. But you're like, okay, but I need to make some more money before I can do that thing. Yes. How, how many of you have thought that? You say, yes, I've thought that or something like that, right? So I know what you're saying yes to in the comments, right? So here's like, I wanted this coach to make more money. I wanted to be making more money, but I was thinking to get her, I had to make more money. I felt trapped. Do you see the circle? Or do you see the circle in the loop that this mindset puts you in of like, I need this coach to make more money, but to hire her, I need more money, but I need her to make more money, but I need the money to hire her, but I need her to make more money. Do you see the, the ridiculous circle that you start getting trapped in, right? Like I kept saying I was all in on my business. I was full time. I was like really working and I kept saying I'm all in, I'm all in, but I wasn't really all in, right? I wasn't really all in 
And I'm going to give the example of the assistant in a minute, but I'm going to see, see it through with this coach example, because that was the biggest one for me. I mean, I still get like, I think I'm getting flushed. Can you guys see? Even thinking about the story, like brings up the, the memories, right? So I was stuck. I was not getting the opportunities that I wanted because I had maxed out the coach that I had, right? With what she knew. I was not getting the money that I wanted, right? But I kept, I kept pushing it off because, well, I'll share this bigger story, right? This can manifest in other ways. I'm using money because for me, it was money. I needed money to be able to hire this coach who was going to help me make more money, right? But I also see this with, I can't start this project until I have more time. I can't start this, Brina, I can't go all in until I have some more time, or I can't start my online course project until I have more time, or I can't write my book until I have more time, or I can't like do this thing until I have more time, or I need more time before I can hire a coach, or I'm getting this right now with my mastermind group. So I'm filling the final three spots in my mastermind group. Marina, I just don't think I have enough time to be in a mastermind group right now, right? But the entire point of the mastermind group is to give you more time back in your business, right? That is literally how it's crafted, right? To give you more money and to give you more time. And people are like, I'm so maxed out on time and I'm not making the money I want. So I can't do the mastermind because I need more money and I need more time, right? Like, so... Or it's the busy season for me, right? I can't be in a mastermind group because it's the busy season or, right? Like I need more money. I need more time. Like I'm so, but I'm so busy not making money and not having enough time that I don't have the time for your mastermind group, right? So that's where I was. That's where I was when I get back to the flush part of where I left you off on my story about my coach, right? In the circle. I knew that the only way to bust through to that level of income that I wanted was by hiring the coach. And I did not have money to afford her on paper. I did not have as much money coming in as I would need to pay her out in terms of like all of the obligations with my business, right? And Sharon said, I've got that, right? Now, I am not sharing this with you to be like, you need to pay money you don't have on paper to be it. You need to, right? I'm never that coach and hopefully people will vouch for me for this, right? Like, but I'm never that coach that, will tell you, oh, if you're not going to invest in my mastermind group, if you're not going to invest in me as your coach, you're not really serious. If this was serious, you would just buy my money. You would go into credit card debt. You would take money out of your 401k. You would. My favorite phrase, right? My favorite phrase on the sales side of things, guys, is that other people's money situation is none of my business. I'm here because I have solutions. I will always offer solutions that I have. If I think that I can help you with something, I will always let you know. I will do direct outreach to you. I will say, I think you should be in this program or I think you should work with me. And if people say, I would really love to, but, right? Cool. <laughs> like, I know that you're an adult. You'll figure it out if you really want to do it, right? Like, your money situation isn't my problem in that I'm not going to dig into it with you and make you feel guilty or shame you for not buying something, right? But, like, at the same time, I tell people, you should not play it safe, right? You should not play it safe. but your investments can't like make you lose your house. Does that make sense? Like you need to be able to put food on the table. But most people who have this problem of not like me, where I was with this coach, right? We're not going to go homeless or not have food on the table. We're just not going to be able maybe to have the lifestyle that we want for a while. Does that make sense? Like, um, if I went from $300 a month to paying $1,300 a month, an extra 1000 
Like I could make that work. I just might not want to do the things I need to do to make that work. Does that make sense? So like most people, it's not a matter of like, oh my God, if I sign up for your mastermind group, read up for $750 a month, I'm going to lose my house and not be able to eat, right? It's like, uh, well, it's really more like it feels kind of tight on some other things, right? For a little bit or something, or it puts some pressure on to have to perform, right? So I was, and I tell you this because here come all the dots to get connected, right? I fell into the myth that I couldn't get a coach until, I could not get a coach until I made more money. I could not get a coach until I made more money. But the reality was I was never going to do those next level things that I needed to do to make more money until I had this coach, right? I was never going to do the things, I was never going to do things differently than I was already doing them because I didn't know what those things were, right? I was never going to have, until I had the push from somebody to reach that next level until I had both feet over the line I was never going to do it. So like I had one foot over and like, I'm all in on my business, but I wasn't, I wasn't making enough money to like really live on my own and to really have replaced my attorney salary. And I had always said I was really going to do that, right? Like my business was making more money than my attorney salary. Rita was not making more money than the attorney salary, right? And so I was like, I still had one foot over here and I was trying to put one foot there and I wasn't going anywhere, which is why I was stuck at $5,000. It's like, I do some more of the same things. I would do more of the same, like it wasn't working and I wasn't breaking through, right? So I finally got tired of it and I decided that I was going to do something different. Now I had enough money for the first payment. I had enough money in the bank on that day to pay her for the first payment, but that was it. And I just like, so this just happened again. So I'm sharing multiple stories. I'm sorry, guys. I can't help it. Sharing multiple stories because right now my heart is like racing. So I also share with you guys that after I fill my mastermind group, the thing I'm really all in on is becoming this paid professional speaker. And to do that, I had to make some big investments. I had to hire a speaker coach, right? And the speaker coach is like $2,000 a month, right? Now I already have my coach. I have my $1,300 plus percentage for my coach, right? But I had to hire the speaker coach who's $2,000 a month. And then I needed some more support. I needed to outsource some more things. So I hired Amanda, who I introduced you all to as an OBM, right? And I, I pay her about um, $1,200 a month. And then I have um, a VA. I hired a new VA, right? And I pay her like $600 a month or something, right? So in one day, I made an additional $4,000 worth of commitments <laughs> because I know that I need to get to the next level <clears throat> and the speaker coach and having these assistants that are able to put some systems and processes in place. So I have more time to go out and pitch myself for speaking, to go out and build relationships, to coach my clients, to do this. This is necessary, right? And again, same thing, did not really have the money on paper to be able to afford these commitments, right? But I did it, right? And I moved through that fear quicker, right? But when when I made the decision to up-level my coach from the $300 a coach to $1,000 a month coach, when I made that decision, that's what broke me out of the loop just from investing, right? And I hear this all the time when people say, well, Rita, I want to work with you, but I need all the money first. Like, Rita, I see that your mastermind group is $750 a month, but I don't have, right, $4,500 saved. Is that what it is? 750 times six? Is that 4,500? I think so, right? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> Math in the morning, not my strong suit, right? But people are like, I need the whole $4,500 saved before I can participate in your round, right? Or like, Rita, I want to work with you, but I need all of this money. Like, no, right? Because here's what, this, this is the real thing. This is the thing under the thing. This is what's going on, right? 
This is the story you're actually breaking through. This is a story that I broke through. And it all relates to trust. Okay. It all relates to trust because I felt the same way, right? About the coach, right? I was like, ah, I really want to have all of those $1,300 a month payments saved so I know that I can pay her, right? But here's what I'm really saying if I feel like I need to have all the money saved before I can invest in something, what I'm saying is I don't trust myself to make more money, right? I'm investing in this person to make more money, but I don't actually trust myself to make more money, right? If I trusted myself to make more money, I wouldn't worry that I didn't have the whole whatever investment for whatever supplies, a person, an assistant, a coach, whatever that thing is, right, that you're thinking about, like, I would not worry that I didn't have it all saved, because I know that I would make it up, right? Like, the whole point of investing in these things and these tangible things, or these people or these whatever, is to make more money in your business. So if you believed that these things would give you more money and make you more money, then you would be fine, because you know that you would make more money. Does that, does that make sense? Like me needing to have all the money saved to be able to hire the coach or to be able to hire the assistant or to be able to hire the speaker coach or to be able to hire this other assistant, right? Me needing to have it all in the bank or having it on paper that it's guaranteed and locked down income for whatever means. I don't trust my ability to make that money. That's the bigger story. Do you guys see that? It's the, the money illustrates it. It can be about anything. It doesn't have to be about money for a coach, but it's the easiest thing for people to see, right? Is that it's not trusting yourself. Now, I'm going to tell you how I got past that fear in a minute, right? <laughs> so I got past the fear. I made that first payment. I did not know how I was going to make payment two, payment three, payment four. I was literally, you can ask Chuck if you guys ever see Chuck, my husband, or Chuck. I was scared. I was like, I just signed this contract. I just did this thing for money. I just did it again, right? I just did it again, right? Like for my speaker coach, for my assistants, all on the same day, guys, all on the same day. And it is scary, scary AF. It is scary AF, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, what happens if next month I don't have the payment, right? That's what will pop into your head, right? So I had signed up for this coach, right? Where I went for my $300 a month coach to my $1,300 a month coach. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? Right. But the first thing that she said to me was, okay, cool. You need to get an assistant. <laughs> so I had just hired this coach. Okay. And then she's like, you need to get an assistant. We were talking, I had an assistant, but it was like a really basic admin level assistant, right? We're talking like $8 an hour, $10 an hour, maybe do a graphic here, create like a spreadsheet for me there, right? But she, and I had gotten really good at outsourcing my personal life. I had my groceries delivered. I had my laundry done. We had somebody mow the lawn, right? I had gotten really good at outsourcing my personal life, but I was not great at outsourcing my business life, right? And so we dug into that. One of the first things my coach dug into with me was why would I not get this support? Why would I not get this assistant, this next level assistant that can help me with, you know, bigger things, like like bigger things, like sales, sales calls, uh, checking emails, uh, you know, really taking over big, bigger pieces of my business. And I had thought that it was perfectionism. How many of you have trouble delegating or outsourcing? And do you think that that's perfectionism? So like, I had thought that it was perfectionism, right? 
I had thought I had thought that it was perfectionism. I thought that like how to explain this, right? The story I told myself was, well, it'll be quicker if I do this task. <laughs> it'll be how many of you who have had to delegate anything to anybody has ever thought that? Like it'll be quicker if I can do this task. I can do this better. I know that it'll be right if I do it. So I'm just going to do it, right? Like once I had a really bad experience with an assistant and things didn't work well and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to do it myself, right? So I thought that it was like perfectionism and I thought that it was control that and why I wasn't really outsourcing or delegating next level things to my assistant, okay? So Lorena says, I have a problem with perfectionism and control right? But let go and trust, right? But here's what it's really rooted in, Lorraine. I'm not saying for you, but for me and for a lot of people, right? So it's something to look at. Is it's actually not perfectionism or control, right? When it comes to your own business. Now, I'm not saying corporate America, right? Like in corporate America, everybody's making a salary, but it's usually something around perfectionism and control, right? But in your own business, right? Delegate, hiring an assistant, delegating tasks out to other people in your business, right? That usually, if you have, if you struggle with that, it, we we couch it in perfectionism, we couch it in control. It's actually about scarcity. It's actually about that money mindset that you inherited. It's about a money mindset that you inherited back in, you know, when you were a kid, right? Watching your parents or whatever with money, right? Because, right, what what you're actually scared of is if I hire this assistant, if I pay all this money to outsource these tasks, right? Like, I don't believe that I'm going to make up the additional money to be able to continue to afford that. But the stories you tell yourself about, well, I can do it better. I can do it faster. I can get it done right. They're not going to know what to do. I have more tricks. Those are all just lies. Those are the lies that we tell ourselves so we don't have to examine our money scarcity mindset. So we don't have to examine our poor money mindset or our poor relationship with money. So to our brain to keep us from having to sit with that, which is really uncomfortable and really whatever, right? To keep us from looking at scarcity will make us think that it's all of this other stuff. But in your business, if you're struggling to bring on an assistant or if you think you can't afford an assistant or if you think you can't hire someone, I guarantee it's, an, but you're saying things like, well, I, it doesn't make sense. It's silly to outsource these kinds of tasks, right? Like these are silly tasks to outsource. I can do this myself. There's no need for me to pay money, this much money to somebody for doing this when I can do it on my own, right? That's not the next level thinking in your business, right? The next level thinking in your business is just because I can do it doesn't mean it makes sense to do it. If I'm a CEO, I have to do CEO level tasks and I have to like outsource all of this other stuff, right? Or, or I have no time to train. I don't, this is a big one I hear. I don't have time to train. I don't have time to train. I don't like whatever, like, right? Just it, do you guys see what I'm saying? Is like, it was just that I believed like when she, so here was the thing. I had just made the leap to hire this coach who I was like, ah, this is the highest investment I've ever made. And then she's telling me I need to up-level my assistant. I basically had to go from an $8 an hour assistant to a 25. Not only that, she's like, hey, you've got this $8, or $8 an hour assistant for five hours a week, but I need you to have somebody for 10 hours a week. And like the one we found was $25, right? So I was going from $40 a week to $250 a week after I just made this investment, right? And this person, right? It was really scary. It was just like, I really didn't believe for a hot second for a minute that I was going to have all the money to make this come together, which is why I hadn't hired the assistant, right? So I got through the breakthrough of hiring the coach and then I knew I had to do the same thing here. I knew the same thing. All of this hesitation to hire a coach, to 
hire an assistant, all of this, right? It was deep down. I did not think I had the ability to go any higher in my business. I thought I was going to be a five figure a month business, you know, forever. Like I did not actually like, I get a little teary. I shared this story only one other time. Right. And like, I'm getting teary, like talking about it and thinking about it again. Right. Because like, I didn't think I'd actually make more money to cover the coach. I did not think I would actually make more money to cover the assistant. And that is because deep down, I didn't think I had the ability to be that next level business owner. Right. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be like all the business owners that I saw out there making multiple six figures or having a team or like, if you were truthful, would many of you say that you're kind of doing the same, that you don't really believe in your, I'm going to cry because this is where I was. This was my mindset back then. This is like six years ago. But when I talk about it, it feels like yesterday. It feels like, sorry, guys. Like I was not, I did this once. I said, I was never going to do this again. <laughs> like, right. But it's like, so many people think it's something else, but really it's that they don't believe that they're going to be more successful. They don't believe that they really can be successful, right? And this manifests and like, again, I can't do something until something else. I can't raise my rates until I have more experience. I can't raise my rates until I have more clients. I can't raise my rates until I reach a certain level of my business, right? I can, like, that's an example, but that's your why right? I can't raise my rates until this external stuff happens. It shows that I can raise my rates. I can't raise my rates until I get a certification. I can't raise my rates until I've had at least this many clients. I can't raise my rates until I've been in business this long. I can't raise my rates until I've had like certain things happen, right? No, it's, you don't believe in your ultimate ability to be a business owner that that has those rates. Does that make sense? Like you don't believe that you are like worthy, like the thing, it's so hard for me to explain, but like the thing under the thing under the thing is that, you know, it's not, I can't have higher rates because I don't think that I'm worth the higher rates because I don't think I can really deliver as the kind of person that would charge those rates. And I don't really think I'd be doing a good job for my clients because I don't actually really think I'm good at what I do. And I don't actually think that this is going to work. Do you guys see that trajectory, right? How, but the lie is, well, I can't raise my rates until I have five clients or I can't raise my rates until, right? So we're talking about, I can't do something until something, right? Like I can't do this until that's just the lie to keep us from digging deeper. Because if we dug deeper, we would see the real story is I can't raise my rates because I don't actually think I'm good at what I do. And I don't think that I bring value. And so I don't think that I'm worth those rates. And therefore I can't charge those rates. Does that make sense? Like our inability, our like getting frozen, our getting stuck, our not hiring the coach, not joining the mastermind group, not hiring the assistant, not raising your rates, not selling the course, not putting this together. Nine out of 10 times, it's not about any of the lies that you're telling yourself. And it's about a value problem. It's about a worth problem. It's about if you dug deep down, you don't actually think that you deserve that success. You don't actually think you can achieve that success. You don't actually think you will be the kind of person that makes that much money, right? I can't sign up for this coach or for this mastermind group or for this whatever, this assistant, this thing, whatever, because, right? You're going to say, well, because I don't have time or because whatever, or because, 
I don't have all the money saved or I, I don't have 750 extra dollars a month. What you're saying is I don't trust in my ability to make the extra money every month to do the things I need to do to make the extra money. But if you dug again, right, it would be because I also don't think that I'm the kind of person that can do those things because who am I to do those things? Who am I to make those decisions about my rates or who am I to like really step it up in sales or who am I to right? like, but we pretend it sits. Does this make sense? Like, I'm like, huh, remembering this mindset about myself is making me like, right. That was my mindset regarding an assistant, right. Was like, I had all these lies about why I couldn't hire an assistant, but the reality was, right. I just didn't think that I was the kind of person that could achieve the success that was going to need to be needed to make this all work. Right. So busy. I can't train her. Like, all of that stuff. Like I just remember that, right? But really all of this points down to is the lack of trust, right? I want to make more money to pay for these people and for these things, but I cannot make more money until I pay for these people or things. So I had to eventually learn how to trust myself to make the money, right? Same for the higher level coach that I just hired now, same for the new assistants I hired now, right? Like, the things that come up in your head, guys, and I don't know if any of these stories are resonating. How many of you, is this resonating with you? Like, are you feeling like she she just called me out or she just saw me? Or I think that's me, that I actually don't charge the higher rates because I don't think I'm worthy of charging the higher rates. Or how many of you think you're not doing the thing because ultimately you actually don't think you're that kind of person, right? Or how many of you believe that you're blocking me? I actually really don't think I am a seven-figure business owner. I don't really think I can make multi-million dollars or multi-six figures or whatever. Like, who am I to do? I don't actually think I could, right? The thoughts that come up are like, it's not the right time of year. It, there's uh, this is going on with COVID right now. There's so much going on with COVID. I need to get all my ducks in a row. I need to reach a new level of income before I can do this. I need to be less busy before I can do that. I need the kids to be older before I can do that. I need this whole COVID thing fixed and gone and kids back in school before I can do that, right? Like I need some stuff in life to settle down before I can do whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, right? Like those are all just lies. Those aren't real, <coughs> right? Because we know that that's not true. If you trusted yourself, none of that is true, right? Like what you're worried about is rejection. What you're worried about is no one will actually pay me. No one will actually hire me. No one will pay me these rates. Like you're worried about like, you're not believing in your ability to do the things to make it work out. You're thinking it'll be a struggle. Like you're feeling like an imposter, right? That's all rooted in scarcity. That's all rooted from that money mindset that we inherit, right? As a kid. And so like I'm hearing this with, so I'm doing direct outreach for people who are going to be a good fit for this mastermind. And while six people have signed up, right? I still have three spots that aren't. And the people who have not signed up that I really think this mastermind would really help them, right? What comes up is, well, I want your mastermind, but I can't afford it, right? I want your mastermind, but I don't have all of the money for it, right? Rita, and all they're really saying is, Rita, I don't trust in my ability to make the money to do the things you're going to have me do to make more money in my business, right? Because of that comfort level. It's like you've hit a wall, whether it's $1 a month, $1,000 a month, $3,000 a month, whatever that is, you're there. You're saying 
vocally, I want to hit the next level of my business, right? You're saying vocally, I want to hit the next level of my business. However, right, you're not doing the things to hit the next level of your business, right? Because there's something inside where you don't think you can, you don't think you're worthy, or you're scared of what's going to happen if you do. And so you stay in place, right? You stay in place. Because often we don't trust ourselves to do, you're going to have to do different things to reach the next level of your business. You're going to have to charge different rates. You're going to have to put together different offerings. You're going to have to put together different packages. You're going to have to make bold requests. You're going to have to be more visible. You're going to have to do more front-face marketing. Like We all know that to get to the next level of our business, we have to do some freaking scary things. We have to get visible in ways that are scary. We're going to have to have prices that are scary. We're going to have to like do sales things that are scary. We're going to have to do things that are uncomfortable right? That's terrifying. And so we don't trust ourselves to do those things, but instead we'll use money as an excuse, right? I don't have the money for your mastermind Rita. I keep using my mastermind as an example because that's what I'm all in on. I don't have money for your mastermind Rita is really, I don't trust in my ability to do the things to make more money in my business to cover the $750, right? Or I don't believe in my ability to sacrifice over here some other things to be able to focus on this. I don't, I guess the best way is if you know that that thing, right? Whatever that thing is for you, a coach, an assistant, my mastermind group, the opportunity, the resource, the tangible resource you're talking about. If you knew that that thing would give you the next level results in your business that you're wanting, right? So remember, six-figure business, fully booked with a waiting list, TEDx talk, $10,000 a month, all those things that you bought. If you knew 100% that that thing would give you results, would you buy it? If you knew, I mean, if you could be guaranteed, right? If you buy this thing, the results that you want in your business will come. If you knew that coach would get you the results that you wanted, if you knew that that program would get you the results you wanted, if you knew that assistant would do the things that you need done in your business in order to get to the next level, if you knew, would you do it, right? The answer is usually, well, yeah, right? Of course I'd do it, right? So if you're not doing it, right? But it's not because you doubt the thing, then it's because you doubt yourself, right? So let me use my mastermind as an example to make that clear. If people doubted the mastermind, that's one thing. If they're like, you know, I don't know. I just don't know if your mastermind is actually going to teach me the things that I need to know. I don't know if your coaching is actually going to be the thing to get my business to the next level. If you really don't believe that my coaching or the mastermind, that's just doubting the value of the thing right? That's doubting the value of the mastermind. I don't know that this mastermind will teach me the things I need to know or provide me with the opportunity or the support that I need. Or Rita, I'm not sure that your coaching is the coaching I need, right? But if you are 100% certain that Rita's coaching and this mastermind group would give you the information and the support that you needed to make more money in your business, but you're not signing up for it, right? Then that's the indication that it's something else. Right. So if you're not hiring the assistant, if you're not doing the mastermind, if you're not, but you 100% know that that thing would work, it's you're not trusting yourself. Right. That's where you have to stop and look. Right. You have to bust through the trust problem. Right. Because if you want, like, again, my mastermind, you 100% knew that my mastermind would get you this result, help you sell all the books, help you reach $10,000 a month, help you do that thing. And you 100% trusted yourself to do all of the scary things you're going to have to do to make that happen, it would be a no-brainer, right? 100% no-brainer. My mastermind would be overflowing, right? My mastermind's not overflowing, guys. I still have three spots left, right? I have three spots left. So if 
you guys were like, no, Rita, your coaching is it. Like it is helping me so much and it's getting me clear. And I know that that would help me and the support and the coaching and the resources of the mastermind group would help me make, you know, the money I need to comfortably afford a $750 a month payment or to get to the next level of my business or whatever. If you know that and you're not doing it and you're still not taking action on it, it's because you don't trust yourself to do those scarier things, to take the scarier actions. And that is going to keep you back in every single thing. Every time you have to grow or invest in a new opportunity, dinner tables, a publicist, um, another coach, uh, another whatever, or make an investment on some products before you could sell them or whatever, you're going to stop because you're, it, it's not the money. It's the trust. And until you work through the trust issue, you're going to be back in this place time and time again, and it's going to keep you stuck in your business. Does that make sense? Like the list of excuses. I need to have this. I need a new routine. I need the kids in school. I need quiet time. I need my husband to go back to the office before I could do that. I need my life to be less busy before I can be in this mastermind group that teaches me how to be less busy. I need more money before I can be in this mastermind group that helps me make more money. I need uh, I need more time to train before I hire an assistant that's going to give me more time, right? Like all of this stuff, right? It's just the lack of trust in you, right? It's the same thing. Like, you would be, if you knew you would raise the rates, if you could trust yourself to be, to do the thing and navigate whatever happens as a result, you would do things like raise your rates with no problem, no hesitation. If you trusted yourself and to say, look, I, I charge $1,500 a month. This is what I charge, right? I'm $1,500. Like I'm up for private coaching, right? This is what I charge. And you trusted yourself to say that, do that, do those things, and trusted yourself to navigate whatever results, right? Then you're going to be fine, right? But if you can't do that, then it's like, I don't trust myself. And the reason we don't trust ourselves is often that deeper scarcity stuff of I'm not worth, I'm not worthy of $1,500. I'm not worth $1,500. I'm not that valuable, right? But it comes out as no one's going to pay. No one will pay $1,500 a month. That's not industry rates. The industry dictates this. Nobody's ever paid that before. I don't think anybody's going to end up, right? All of those stories, all of those lies, right? So you need to trust that you, if you trust in the thing that you're not wanting to invest in, whatever this thing was for going all in, and you said, I need these things in place before I can go all in. I need all of these products before I can go all in. I need to know all of my target market and all of my whatever. Let's stick with that with Lorena. I need to know my target market. I need to know all of this before I can go all in. It's like, no, you will go all in to figure out who your target market is, right? You will go all in on selling and pitching and like whatever in order to find out who your target market is. Is, right. Like the only way to get to the thing is to do the thing. Right. So whatever you're saying, I need X before I can Y. It's always the opposite. I need Y before I can X. Right. So with Lorena saying, well, I need to know who my target market is and I need to learn how to get out of my own way. And I need all of this stuff before I can really go on all in over here on trying to make $10,000 a month. It's like, no, it's only by taking actions. Right. And doing those scary things to try to generate $10,000 a month that you're going to learn how to get out of your own way, that you're going to learn how to trust yourself, that you're going to learn who your target market is, that you're going to learn, right? So it's always the opposite way, but it's not really about not knowing the target market. And it's not really about, it's about a lack of trust, right? Like it's about the lack of trust to do those scary things, to keep doing those consistently, to do them on repeat or to dig down to that deeper worth level, right? If you know, right, that like 
selling things and marketing things, right? If you believe in your product, if you believe in your service, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Is, is it making sense, guys, right? And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me to break through that, right? I'm not like, oh my God, I just one day woke up and I decided to trust myself. I just trusted myself with my mind and then everything worked out. <laughs> it's like, no, right? Like it was scary, right? The way that I started trusting myself was by taking those scary actions. I got the new coach. I got the new assistance, right? Because I needed it for the next level. And that allowed me to trust myself because I had to do the things that was put, it was declaring that I had my, my feet over the line, right? But also there were exercises that I did to tap into my trust. I had to go back in time and like replay my life like it was a movie and see everywhere that I trusted myself to take action and it worked out. And then everywhere where I trusted myself to take action and it didn't work out and I I still made it work out, right? Like I still worked it out in my favor. I did not die. I did not fall down. I was resilient. Like not a lot happened, right? I had to, I had to do all of that now, right? So you guys need to do the same thing. You need to go back through and I help my clients with this, right? But like go back through and find all the ways that you can trust yourself. Like really evaluate. Do I trust the thing that I want? Do I believe in the thing that I want to go all in on? And if I really believe in the thing I want to go all in on, right? And there's something that I think I need, a coach or an assistant or something that I think I need to make it happen. Do I really believe that that thing can help make it happen? And if the answer is yes to that too, and you're still not pulling the trigger on it, then it's like a trust issue with you. And so you need to say, do I really believe that I'm valuable? Do I really believe that I'm worthy of success? Do I believe that I am worthy to charge this rate? Do I really believe that I can trust myself to show up and take these actions? Do I believe that I can navigate whatever happens as a result of taking these actions? And that's the work that you have to do because if you can't bust through that trust, Right. So the myth is I need more money before I can do this, or I need more time before I can do this, or I just need this situation in my life before I can do this. That's the myth, right? Because it's not true. It's I have to trust myself to do the things, right? I have to trust myself to then navigate whatever happens from doing the things, right? So I wanted to share this because I think that from having the conversations with many of you, many of you were at the same place, right? Like, and I was there, like, I remember it. I was like, I'm going to cry again. I was the same place, like, as you are, right? But now I knew, like, I just felt those same scary feelings with these latest investments that I made. But it was like, but how could I, if I hire the speaker coach, I know he's amazing. I know he's incredible. I know he's going to change everything for my speaking. I know it hundred percent. So if I hire him, how can I not make more money speaking? I also know that these assistants I hired, like they're, they're going to, I mean, they already have already started improving the efficiency of my business and freed up so much of my time already in a week. Right. And, and that's only from one of them. The second one starts today. Right. So it's like, oh, well, if I free up time, how can I not make more money? If I use that freed up time to go make more money, do you know what I mean? Like, because I trust myself, does that make sense? Because I trust myself. So I just, I didn't trust myself before. <laughs> like as a real good, that's why I was doing month to month. That's why I, I was actually at, at the beginning of my business. I was not giving the best support to my clients. I was not giving them what they really needed because right. I didn't really trust myself. I was scared to do it. I was scared to have a six month coaching package. I was scared to charge 1250 a month right? Which is my rate right now, like 1250 a month. I was scared to stop going from 500 a month or whatever, month to month to six months at 1250, because I didn't actually think that I was really good, right? That's what was going on back then, six years ago, is I didn't actually think that I was really good, right? I had all of these stories. So anyway, right? 
Just stop saying that you need resources before you can do a certain thing. Instead, say you trust yourself to then get the resources as you go along so that you can step into the thing, right? You have to step into the thing first. It's not if X, then Y. It's if Y, then X, right? Are we getting this? Is this good? Has this been valuable for you? Right, Guys, I'm going to reach out to some of you this week. I told you this about the mastermind. There are a few people that I know and I know their business well enough and I know them well enough to know that I think they're going to be a good fit with the other members of the mastermind. But that doesn't mean that if I don't reach out to you, you shouldn't reach out to me if you're interested in the mastermind, right? Because I don't know about all of you well enough to know and you could very well be a good fit, right? But I really do only have three spots open now because I've decided that this thing is going to be full, right? It starts the middle of August. So there are three spots open. If you think that the mastermind group, my coaching, my support, the support of other, we've got an expert in copywriting in there. We have an expert in client acquisition and client loyalty and retention in there. We've got a social media expert in there. We have um, a sales LinkedIn expert in there. I mean, we've got some incredible experts in this mastermind group who can really help you take your business to the next level. So not only do you get my coaching, but you get their expertise, their resources, right? And then you get the support and you get everything you need to really take your business to the next level. If you think that this could be for you, but you are having some of these thoughts of, but before I can do the mastermind, Rita, I need more money. Or before I can do that, I need to reach a certain level of my business. Or before I can do that, I just let me know. Send me a message, right? There's no obligation to talk to me about the mastermind. Like, there's no obligation to see if it's a good fit. Like, there's no obligation on you to have to participate because you inquire about it, right? But it gives you an opportunity to really think through what we just talked about and to see where the issue really is. I want you to challenge yourself to dig deeper and see where is the block really? Because if you know that my mastermind group and my coaching will help you, right? And you're still not doing it, then there's that trust slash worthiness thing that you need to dig into. So you uncover the pattern and the stopping point so that you don't repeat it in other things, right? And maybe talking that through will be something that helps you. So get on the phone with me, see if the mastermind's a good fit, right? Like, and then after you're in the mastermind, get an assistant, right? After you're in the mastermind, let's help you get an assistant, right? But like, guys, my thing under the thing under the thing will always be scarcity because I grew up in this single parent lifestyle. My dad left me. My story is people leave, money leaves. People leave, money leaves. Money, people, things leave. They always leave. They won't stay. That is always my thing under the thing under the thing. That is my root fear. Things leave. Even if it's not true, it's always my fear. But instead of fixing it, right? I just need to acknowledge that's always going to be my default reaction. My default reaction is this success can't stay. It's always, gonna, it's going to go away, right? Like, oh my gosh, or I have money now, but what if I don't have money tomorrow? Or I have money for that payment this month, but what if I don't have it next month or whatever? I mean, every now and then I'm like, when is my husband going to leave me, right? And he's like, well, we've been together like six years, like you're good, right? Like, I'm not, but it's because I have this history of like people and things leaving right? Like I have this history. And so it's like scarcity like that, that's scarcity. That's always going to be my thing that I have to work through always. But I was able to find it when I really stopped the excuse of, 
before I X, I need to Y. And I was like, no, I need to Y in order to X. So why am I not Ying? Why am I not doing the Y thing? What is really going on, right? If I trusted in myself to do the things, if I trusted in my ability to make it work out, I mean, I could go get eight jobs if I need to do. If I, I, if I trust myself to do this thing, right, and I'm still not doing it, then either it's not a, really a priority and I need to stop saying that it is, right? Or it is a priority and I'm going to have to take some scary actions and what are the blocks I have to get over? And my thing is always scarcity. It's just always scarcity. So I have to work through that, right? So anyway, that's what I wanted to share from this one. Was this helpful? What was an aha? This was a little longer than I wanted it to be, but I think it's important. What was an aha? What was the takeaway? Is there some work that you feel like you need to do? Is there work you want to do? Does this feel true to you? That this is something that keeps coming up and blocking you in different areas of your life, in, of your business. It can even be in your life. It can be outside of your business, right? We talk about things in the context of business, but it can be bigger than business, right? It can be bigger than business. This, this same pattern of not trusting yourself, right? I mean, it's the same thing with the gym, right? Like, what did I share at the beginning before? I, I used to think that before I could go to the gym, I needed to like lose a little bit of weight before I could actually work out at the gym. I can't use that equipment. I can't do that. So I get into a little more shape before I go to the gym, right? But no, it's like I needed to go to the gym to get into shape, but I wasn't going to the gym because, right? Because again, there were all of these fears about my ability to actually do the things, to be consistent, to actually stay you know, on a schedule or a plan that was going to help me lose weight. And then I would have to see that I failed again. And I wouldn't want to see that I failed again. And so, right. Like, but I was couching it with, I'm too busy to go to the gym. I need to lose some weight before I go to the gym. I don't have the right shoes to go to the gym. I don't have like all of these lies. And it had nothing to do with it. I was like, I don't think I'm the kind of person that should be thin. Right. Like that was my thing is like, I'm not worthy of actually being thin. Who am I if I'm, and I say thin, but healthy, right? Like that, those were my stories then. And I had to like stop and like find those stories. But if I allowed myself to keep saying and focusing on the wrong things, I was never going to find those stories. Right. I need to work on trust in myself and the upper level, my upper level mindset, guys. ULM. I love that ULM, upper level mindset. So, guys. Join me back here on Wednesday for Myth 2. We got two other huge myths. This was a big one to start with, right? Well, there are two bigger, there are two other big ones. We're going to start with. We're going to bust through them all so that you can really get to the, as Sharon said, to the upper level, right? Take this thing that you're already doing, right? You're already doing your punch card. We're in August, right? So you're already doing your punch card for the thing that you're going all in on, yes, right? And so you're already doing this thing. You're already going all in. And I want you to now be able to bust through these myths, these stories, these lies that are going to come up for you so you can get the support and the resources and the opportunities and everything that you need to really take this to the next level. So again, if you think that's a mastermind, send me an email. Let me know. We'll talk it through. No obligation. I will also be reaching out to certain people to let you know that I think you might be a good fit. So please be honored when I do. And please know I will not be offended if you say no. Right. But I do want you to use it as a time to really analyze and see where it's coming from. Okay. All right, everybody. I will see you on Wednesday. Have a good Monday, a good week. Be punching, punching those punch cards. Share. Your punch and remember, fill out the spreadsheet to win prizes. Share some actions that you're doing in the group. The more you share, the more you have a chance to win, right? So share, 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 and use the hashtag all or nothing when you do. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey. 
Before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.